Hey everybody and welcome to the Curiosity Network podcast. I am Saksham. And I'm Meher. And today, we'll be talking about the James Webb Telescope. It's named after James Edwin Webb, who was the administrator of NASA from 1961 to 1968. He did some important stuff for the Apollo program which helped people land on the moon. Talking about the telescope, the development and design started in 1996. But the actual build didn't start until the early 2000s. 2004 to be exact, and in 2005, Spatial Guyanus' spaceport was chosen to be the launch site. Well, you might be wondering why exactly was Spatial Guyanus' spaceport chosen for the launch of the James Webb. Well, it's because it's near the equator line, which means it takes less energy to get the James Webb to a geostationary orbit, which is the farthest orbit from Earth. Even though the ESA launches from the Spatial Guyanus spaceport, this time NASA did because it's a collaboration between NASA and ESA. So it makes sense for them to choose the best possible place to launch from out of what they have access to. And the telescope build only started with a 500 million dollar budget, but of course it only cost a bit more, right? 9.5 billion dollars more. Even though The development started in 1996. It took 25 years to actually launch. That's because of the various problems that occurred during that 25-year period. However, despite the problems, it did recently launch on December 25 in 2021, which was a big achievement because of all the problems that occurred. Mirror problems, sunshield problems, money problems, and many, many more that occurred along the way. Well, let's have a look at the what the telescope will do in this first couple of months of development. During the first month of the telescope, it will do basic things like opening up its sunshield, which is made of a material called captain. And its first five layers are also made out of captain and are coated with aluminum. Not only that, the two hottest layers, layer layer one and two, are coated with a special silicone that helps the sunshield reflect the heat back into space. The sunshield is, or rather was. crumbled up like tin foil during launch and had to be spread out like spreading like spreading tin foil and as you might know opening up a crumpled piece of tin foil is not the best it can tear and especially if you're doing it in space going almost 1 and 1/2 kilometers a second that does not sound very safe does it mayher no saxham it doesn't it is not safe that's why the sun shield has a, a huge failure point for the telescope however very lucky for us It is fully deployed and now almost all the risk is gone. It will also start deploying its primary mirror, which is made out of beryllium and is gold plated, which is very lightweight and strong. One mirror only weighs around 20 kilograms, which is very light for a mirror, almost a meter and a half wide. And oh, it has to survive the space. It will also start to deploy its primary mirror. Uh why is it so early you ask because the thing could take up to 6 months to calibrate as the first 6 months pass it will open up the second year mirror which we will talk about later during during this time of recording it's already started opening up its primary mirror which is made out of 18 hexagonal mirrors which make one extra large mirror and there are no ordinary mirrors there are gold plated mirrors which are exceptionally lightweight for mirrors that are capable of surviving space not only that but they're also precisely quality controlled that even they are 1/10 the width of a human hair or it wouldn't be acceptable they're curved in a way that all the light they hit reflects onto the secondary mirror the secondary mirror is almost 
0.75 meters wide, which is big, but not as wide as a primary mirror. But, but it doesn't really matter much because the mirror's job is to reflect the light the primary mirror reflects into the observatory. The secondary mirror is mounted in front of the primary mirror so it's able to catch the light by the primary mirror using a tripod type shape that will fold out later into the six month journey. The secondary mirror is not that big, but it doesn't need to be big. Its job is to reflect the light, reflect it into the primary mir mirror into the observatory. And the reason they care so much about the mirror is because they have already messed up on it once. Oh yeah. The company that NASA contracted to make the mirror for the Hubble telescope messed up, didn't it? Yes, they made a huge mistake in polishing the mirror. Let's walk through the whole story. Well, to start off, NASA contracted Perkin Elmer to make the mirror, which will be the primary mirror, which, as I already discussed, needs to reflect all the light that comes in onto the secondary mirror. And Perkin Elmer made a mirror as NASA told them to. To measure the mirror, they made a machine that could measure the mirror to a very high degree. However, the machine they made was not very useful, I should say. Its measurements were off. However, they did not know that it was off. They made a mirror that was perfect according to their machine. And after it was all done and sent to NASA, many companies and universities offered to test the mirror. But? Perkin and Elmer denied them. And one time NASA did, the, did test the mirror, it showed the mirror was off. However, it was discarded because the machine they used to test the mirror was not certified for round mirrors. To add to that, Perkin and Elmer had hired a company to make a backup mirror in case the one that they made had a flaw, which it did. But Perkin and Elmer was too ignorant to let anybody test which the back, that backup mirror was perfect. But of course, there are two solutions to it. Well, one direct one and one not really a solution, but another try. So, to fix that mistake, NASA trained three astronauts to fi fix the mistake. How, you ask? They were going to put a little piece of glass in front of the sensor to straighten out the image. Basically, in orbit, these astronauts put, uh, put glasses on the secondary mirror to unblur the image. An example would be eyeglasses. Uh, if that lens in your eye gets misshapen, you see blurry uh, vision, and glasses bend the light in a way that you don't see blurry. Uh, that's what the little piece of glass did to Hubble. And it's still operating. It's been over 31 years. So the final question that comes from mind is, what can the web do that Hubble can't? Well, so many things. Well, they can't really be compared because James Webb is meant to look at infrared rays, well, well, primarily look at infrared rays, and produce infrared images, while Hubble is meant to meant to be for an ultraviolet rays, so they're both excellent for different areas. Also, the bigger mirror allows to catch more light. The mirror is so much bigger that it can capture more light and provide us with more detail. With the James Webb, we can look at exoplanets and faraway galaxies that we were only able to have a peek at. Uh, or now, they existed, but, but never quite get science-quality images. Imagine this for a second. The 20, in the 2010s, NASA released an image of a galaxy. Of course, it was blurry, and the light, because the light took 10 billion years to hit us. 
That means there's a 10 billion year delay between what we're seeing and what's happening. Now imagine instead of a blurry image, full on image of the planets and stars of that galaxy. Well, we might even be able to see the Big Bang. Of course, that's just hoping. Yes, and we could learn so much from that about our galaxy's past. Another reason we will benefit from the Hubble, uh, from the James Webb, is uh, because it's infrared. We can study longer wavelengths, resulting it in, in us better being able to see back in time. That's why people are so excited about it because we might able to see, we might be able to see the Big Bang in theory, uh, or the, or what happened right after the Big Bang, and now in almost five months we'll be able to see that time machine in action. Even the Hubble was able to produce images that were images of types that we couldn't see because our eyes c- couldn't process those colors and wavelengths. So we were able to see so many details with the telescope that we would miss looking at with our eyes. And now, the James Webb, we can see even bigger wavelengths. Let's hit our final point. The rocket that carries it, or carried it, out of space. Yes, the Ariane 5 rocket. Well, there are a couple of reasons this rocket was chosen to carry out the James Webb telescope mission. Well, first, it's known the world's most reliable rocket. That means it's minimalized the chance of failure. And two, it's a heavyweight rocket. It can carry heavy loads. And that's about it. And this is going to be it for this episode of the Curiosity Network. We've got so many exciting things coming. More episodes, a website, which will have a blog for each episode as well as a script. So, don't want to listen? You can read an episode. That's going to be it for this week. And may her out.